everyone. I'm Rhonda Brighton-Hall, CEO and co-founder of MOI, Making Work Absolutely Human. Welcome to Article 23, our podcast all about making work work. And I'm joined by the delightful Suzanne Grivilovich. Hi, Rhonda. How are you going? And as I'm going really well. And as you can hear, Suzanne and I are on Skype. And normally when we're talking to each other, we sort of talk on top of each other a bit and laugh. And <laughs> we have to be really careful because when you're on Zoom, sorry, not Skype, um, you actually have to talk one at a time or it won't record us. <laughs> we'll yes. get good at it. Anyway, I hope so. Today, I hope so too. And so today we are going to talk about these unprecedented times, although we're desperately in need of a better word than unprecedented because it's grossly overused at the moment. But that word aside, it is the most amazing times with work changing jarringly fast and completely differently. And in doing so, it's fundamentally changed our whole life. Our whole working life has impacted our real life and everything has just been thrown up in the air. So if we could sit for a second, and there hasn't been a second in yeah. the last couple of weeks for anybody, but if we had a second to stop and think, what are the things we think are happening and what can we hang on to a little bit as guardrails? I think that's what we're trying to talk about, Suzanne. I think so too. So there are a couple of levels. So how organisations are reacting and how we're reacting individually as well. Yeah, and I think, I think that's a really nice division. Mm. When we we're sort of chatting through this at the beginning of the week, we we're sort of trying to hang on to a few things because it's so chaotic that everyone's going, oh, what do we do? That's so, right. Yeah, there's so, been a massive structural change take place. And we've seen, first of all, we've seen whole industries collapse. Last week it was restaurants, hospitality, events. And this week it's retail, but next week it'll be something else. And, and just as the world shifts and we go into locking people down and everything else, literally our entire working life has changed and with it our whole, our whole lives, really. It's true. And I think one of the big questions I have is whether it, will it change us forever? Mm. Because, you know, we've been chatting about this and wondering whether we'll now all realise that there's so many more ways to work. You know, we've been talking about working from home and remotely and using technology for a long time, but um, it really it's actually been taken up quite differently in different pockets. So some people have already been doing this for ages and some people have never tried it before. So yeah, it's interesting to see what happens now. I think, and we were joking last week that we got sort of all those um, emails sent to us from law firms and tech companies telling us how to work from home and it was all about laptops and how to turn them on and all this sort of stuff which everybody knows how to do but yep. um technically we started talking about the third industrial revolution or what we know as the digital technology revolution that started in the 1950s but right through that we've hung on to some really old ways of working and some really traditional ways of working and now we have a lot of people jumping onto this new way of working in this sudden imposed, jarring, compulsory structural shift is like quickly pack up your desk and go and everybody's yeah. racing out the door trying to plug in. And I do wonder how we'll do and what we'll discover as we go through this as a bit of a change. Yeah, absolutely. When we, when we think about the nature of work, that's sort of what we like to come back to too. It is about contribution to community. It's about participation and it can be virtual but for 60,000 years we've been working together that's right yeah and that's sort of a cool part I mean one of the best parts of my job is getting to work with you I think it's really fun and and, and likewise you know and and we do so well in the office bantering off each other back and back batting things backwards and forwards and we have had to find new ways of doing that 
Yeah. And, and how do you harness that, that team spirit, the benefits of the team when they're together? How do you, you know, just think about your impact or your purpose and how they come to life in the relationships that you form at work and when you're collaborating and how are we going to keep those alive mm. and how will we reach people on a deeply personal level when we're absolutely forced to stay arm's length or suburbs length or whatever it happens to be? Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. You know, you think about some of those um, big things that that organisations, some of the big organisations have done around culture. Yeah. Um, like ANZ and Mardi Gras. Yeah. Uh, the Barangaroo Precinct, the cafes, uh, and the Chinese New Year, Lion Dance at Darling Park, um, yeah. all of those things. Yeah, and us at Moir, it's like we ring the captain's bell when something goes really well, and that's actually pretty good fun to do it. And Absolutely. when someone comes back in and grabs a bell, we're like, yeah, it's really exciting. <laughs> we go to the pub next door when a big project finishes, and that's, that's really cool. So we started to also start to think if all those things are how we come together so often, and we really love those things. Mm -hmm. And they're not about, you know, the agile process or the Six Sigma process. They're really just about how you hang together. That's right. That's exactly so, right. What is culture and, and how robust is your culture and how will we communicate it and bring people together when we're so dispersed and literally only ever seeing each other as small, you know, headshot photos on Zoom? Mm. And we just have to keep staying connected. I mean, I think in my mind's eye, culture, company culture has always had some kind of physical element to it, but it certainly doesn't have to. Um, there are whole organisations who've managed to build a culture in a group of people who've never been together. So think about some of the newer companies, some, something like Uber, for example. Mm. Um, you know, and I know that you've, you've got lots of examples where you've worked overseas. Yeah, it's funny. We thought about this, didn't we? Because both of us have lived a large part of our career in other countries. And it's um, when you work in a big global company, you connect and you work with people all over the world. And it's almost always virtual. Like if you mm. have 20 meetings, 19 of them are on a video screen or whatever yeah but it, 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 i think if i describe that my greatest joy in all those relationships is always when i visit their home country or their hometown and feeling who they are as opposed to seeing them on the screen it's, it's when they come to life off that screen and you get to hug them and oh my god we've been working together for two years and i've never actually seen your face i mean this yes. is just so cool so there's something about that that we're starting to see some innovation in that space but you know, can we really replace that, the joyfulness of people connecting with other human beings? Yeah. And I think we are starting to see some innovation. I think we've got to share a little bit more than just the meeting that's happening over the Zoom and, and other technology. We've got to share a little bit about ourselves. And, you know, sometimes having the child run behind you while you're in your meeting, that's kind of, that adds a little bit, you know, it adds a little bit about you. Um, but some of the innovation we've seen, you know, there's a Melbourne cafe that's completely changed their menu and they're now offering home-style cooked meals as takeaway for people who are in lockdown um, due to the virus, of course, um, which is great. They've just pivoted their business. And, you know, the government's just lifted bans on liquor laws, which is allowing some small bars in Sydney to deliver cocktails. And so they're coming up with a way to deliver... Deliver, deliver the cocktails, deliver the shaker and, and rent some glassware and give them access to their um, Spotify playlist so they can create the whole atmosphere in their lounge room. And, and you know, people are thinking about other ways of, of 
transferring what is their essence to to people um, human spirit yeah absolutely Hmm. i just hope that you know with all this uh, focus on food deliveries that we don't all turn out like the uh one of the meme predictions that we saw on a, in the Facebook feed, like the people in Wally, these giant blob-like things that everything's delivered and no one ever goes anywhere. <laughs> it's true. I thought that was so funny. That was such a funny meme. Because um, they said, now's the time to get totally shredded. But seeing as we're human beings, we'll probably end up like the people from Wally. I thought it was very funny, albeit very sad. Um, so that's the that's the sort of collective side. How do we keep culture together and how do you take the banter out of a positional conversation and when you're next to each other or sitting together for lunch in the pub or whatever it happens to be? Mm. How do you get that and allow for that in meetings? Because the other thing is on Zoom meetings, they always tend to go longer, don't they? So trying to trim it all down and keep it efficient, but at the same time allowing a bit of humanity into it. And I think that's because you can't talk over each other. It's all very structured and organised. and You can't jump in and laugh and, yeah. Let's let's go from that across to the other one you mentioned, which is this impact on individuals. And mm-hmm. are we okay working like this? How are we all feeling working from home with our partners and our family and our grandkids and our kids and dogs and everything all around us? Yep. Are we able to get enough connection with your college using tech um, that we have available? Or do people just start to feel lonely? Because I think in the last week we've sort of gone, oh, the technology isn't as cool and people have sent us all those webinars on how to work on a laptop. Mad because we all worked on them for years. But um, the next thing is that's fun for a week. Yeah, it's fun to have lunch with your husband and wife or partner or whatever, and kids, and that's really good. But on week three, and you know things like when you get home from work, you say, "How was your day?" Yes, it's a fun conversation. When it was, "How was your day?" Well, you're just on the other side of the dining table, so I sort of already know. Exactly. You know, how do we break that? Mm. And I know I've had these periods of productivity where I'll be madly working and and be able to focus and get on with something. And then when I'm finished, I'm kind of looking online then to see who's been chatting and what's been happening while I've been doing that and who can I connect with and what are you all up to? I want to know. So I think, yeah, you've um, you've got this kind of thirst to stay connected and it's hard. And it, we have a, between our team, we're using Zoom and we've been Zoom for ages because we're in three different physical locations overseas and in Australia. Yeah. And um, so we use Zoom and we use it pretty well and we have been, but it is pretty exciting. Like Zoom was normally like, oh, that's a good meeting. We always have that one. Now it's sort of like, oh, yeah, I get to see everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so it is a bit exciting and, we, and we've been using it to collaborate, to share ideas. We've done some brainstorming and it's worked pretty well. It, it has been working well. Um, I, I, although my husband is still generally going to work. He was home today, but he's going back to work tomorrow. And when he left yesterday morning, I did. it did feel very quiet because I was alone here. And uh, I got the playlist going and that helped a bit. So it does feel... Your Spotify one. Yeah, it does. It does I feel don't miss it. that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I'm being funny. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it is, it is a real thing. And then yeah. you've got the other, the other side where, as you said, you've got family and dogs and kids and you're trying to scrape a space for you to actually work. And yeah, and you, and you love these people and you've got a dimension of relationship with them and all of a sudden that relationship is all day, every single day. And it's like yeah. well, it's sort of fun having, you know, something to tell them about the outside world you've been in today and bringing it home. 
Um, and then you've got the reactions and the personal reactions. We've been dealing with a lot of leaders in the last couple of weeks, as, as we know, and, and they're trying to deal with all their anxiety because it's the thing about the current times. It's not just change or a shift in the way we work. It's actually, there's a lot of sadness with this. I mean, there's a, a sadness, pandemic. Fear. Fear. Yeah, fear is a really big part of it. There's anxieties and concerns. And then what we're doing is sort of with leaders, they still have to turn up and empathize and care for their colleagues and create some calmness and sense that this is going to be okay, that we're going to come through the other side. And, and often because they're alone all day in their own house, where are they finding the energy to do that? And what should we be expecting of leaders? Mm. It's a really tough question, isn't it? Um, it's sort of, we, as we say, it's a privilege and a burden. Yeah, it's <laughs> that, true. That leadership, yeah. Um, and we have seen some fantastic examples. And, and I think the biggest thing, I, you know, I just wish that people got to see some of the people behind the mask because the media will have you believe that most of the people that run a business, whether it be, you know, a bank or a restaurant or whatever it happens to be, you know, that they're not really caring about their team. But when you hear them describe their team, it's the first thing they want to talk about. It's the one thing they want to look after is their people. And there's a real sort of a feeling that they... Um, that they have to look after, that they have to be caring and wrapping their arms around these people, but they're almost afraid to acknowledge that they too are a bit worried and they're afraid. And like, you know, the restaurants and things we've dealt with. Yeah. It's dreadfully sad. It's like life's work. And they don't know whether it will open again. And they don't know whether it's three or six months or 12 months. And when they open the doors again, will the business still be there? And will their team come back? And they, it's really, really tough. It is. And, you know, we talked about holding culture. Um, it's one thing to be holding culture when your business is going and, you, and everybody's on technology. And then it's another when you've actually had to stamp people down. Yeah. And, um, and you've got all that uncertainty. Are they coming back? So, it, uh, yeah, I really feel for those people. Back? Yeah. Are they coming back and how will they be? I mean, I think, you know, some of the people that you're seeing on the news and everything, people that have had a working life a certain way for you know, decades and for the yes. first time in their life, they're outside the queue in Centrelink and going, I have to get in there today or I haven't got a way to keep my family. And that's, it's heartbreaking to watch that. It is. Absolutely. It reminds you how incredibly important work is that it's not just, you know, I get some money, I'm okay. It's actually a place to go, something to belong to, something to contribute to a purpose. You, you come home and tell your stories of your work to your family and your friends. That's right. Yeah, it's actually, it's actually pretty important to us in Central, and we, we talk about that a lot, I know, but I think times like this just remind us how close it is and how important that team is around you. Um, it's, I think you and I have had so many conversations about this in the last week, Suzanne, and I'm sure we'll have many, many more um, yeah. as the situation unfolds. I don't know that we can have, you know, here's the three magic things you must do. <laughs> I, I think it's one of those things. I think the most important thing to me in the last couple of weeks is completely appreciating that we're in it together and looking after each other. And so if we could say to everybody, um, good luck, uh, stay safe and don't forget that we are in it together. And if there's anything we can do, you know how to find us. We are team at moi.live and we are very easy to find and we're happy to help you with anything that we can. And we'd be happy to chat. Yes. Big moi from us. Hello.